Welcome to the Quilting Company Podcast, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Carrie Sisk. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Tracy Mooney. Before we get into what we're talking about today, I just want to mention that we would love to hear from you on your podcast player, whatever it may be, perhaps iTunes or Apple Podcasts, to get your feedback. We want to know what we're doing right and what you think you might want to hear more of. Leave us a review, and if you see any stars there, give us a rating. We like five stars. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about panels. It's a panel discussion. Uh, very punny. Very funny. <laughs> so it's all about panels and our guest Ginger Sheehy Tadic, who's the executive producer of video for the Crafts Division at FNW Media. So one of our peeps. Mm-hmm. She's going to be our guest today because she is well acquainted with panels. And then we're going to move into our fine finishes segment where we're going to talk about ripping seams, which I find exceedingly interesting because there's actually an efficient way that none of us use. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so life-changing. It is. It's life-changing. I watched it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This is, this is all I have to ever do again. I will enjoy ripping my next seam. No, you won't. No, you won't. I, I think I might. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know. But before we get into our panel discussion, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that I am stepping aside as one of the regular co-hosts of the Quilting Company podcast. Mm. Cue the sobbing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am I am very, un, you know, I'm not thrilled about it, but I am moving on to a different endeavor and I'm going to hopefully be coming back as a guest, hopefully soon. You can come back anytime you want, Carrie. Yes. Maybe I'll just stay. I okay. think that would okay. be good. We'd be okay with that. <laughs> well, Ginger, who our our lovely guest, will be stepping in every once in a while. So you'll hear from her a bit more often. And then perhaps Vivica, a little uh-huh. quilting arts, yes. modern quilting action. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I've had a ton of fun. This is like my baby. I love this podcast. I think it's awesome. And I love you guys. And so, that so is love so you too. Of us. Yes. Okay. So before this gets really. Don't make no me tears. cry, Carrie. Cry baby time. Let's move on. Okay. So it's a panel discussion. I'm going to say that as often as I can because I love a good pun. So we have Ginger here. Say hi, Ginger. Hello. Thank you all so much for having me on here. This is so exciting. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It really is. <laughs> so you you have had a lot of experience with industry leaders in the quilting industry. This is true. I've, I've kind of followed the same path as you. Um, it's when you had a little taken, bizarre. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very funny. When I was listening to that uh, first episode where you were giving your background, very much my same story where I came on board. I'm a, a producer, video producer. So that's kind of where my background is. So coming into the arts and crafts world, I was kind of, mm, what am I doing here? You know, what, what's going on? But I was so excited to get involved in the quilting side and did. I got to work with some amazing quilters right at the top. I think I did two courses with Bonnie Hunt 
Connor. I did, you know, I mean, these are like names that, you know, now I know how important it is. But at the time, I was just like, oh, yeah, this Lady Bonnie's coming in, you know. So (laughs) it it was one of those like now I look back and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe all the amazing people. Nancy Mahoney. Like, I mean, these are top notch people that I got to meet and work from. And, um, you know, also following in your path, I had the office right next to Lori. So (laughs) after doing a ton of courses, you know, one afternoon, Lori was like, do you want to take a machine home and just try some of these techniques? And I was like, I think I do. But there was this really cool fabric that had been floating around the office. Nobody wanted it in their office. (laughs) It was from the band in the 70s, Kiss. And was it a panel? It was a panel. It had all, you know, (laughs) Kiss. It's like it had all the, the big flamboyant makeup and everything. It had each one of the band members on it. And for me, this was just really funny because really good friend of ours, he's a heavy metal head, like just loves heavy metal. And uh, he had come to visit in town and him and my daughter totally hit it off because there was an episode of Scooby-Doo where he they met Kiss. And so <laughs> she thought it was the coolest thing in the world, the fact that there was this actual band called Kiss. So they watched that movie like 10 times. And this was only a couple weeks when all of a sudden this fabric appeared at the, so it was destiny. It was just meant to be. So I told Lori, I was like, well, if I can use that Kiss fabric, I was like, yeah, I think I want to give this a try. And so the first thing, I kept it very simple for my first project. I just did some pillows. So I took each one of the band members and did a pillow on the front. But then I got daring. I decided that I was going to go and do some piecing on the back. So uh, the coordinating fabrics that were on there also had uh, the band each band member's name. So I used that and then one of the other coordinating fabrics. So each pillow was really uh, their own individual thing. Oh my goodness! We gave I gave him that Christmas to my friend, and he puts them up in his guitar room where he has so nice. many different guitars, and uh, it, it was just amazing. Like his response of that, so I had such success with that. I was like, okay, this sewing thing—it's not so scary. I think I can do this. So from there, I had actually done a course. Um, this was a, another course that we had done with uh, Margie uh, uh, Ellery, and uh, it was panel quilting. It was a uh, Quick and easy. What was the title of it? Uh, quick. Creative quilting and sewing with fabric panels. I can't and believe nice. I didn't get that right off the top of my tongue. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but uh, yeah. So I had worked on that course with her. We had mm-hmm. been trying to come up with just really interesting ideas on different types of courses. And panels kept coming up as one of the big discussion things. Um, and uh, she had come in and, oh, my goodness, there was probably well over 10, 12 projects just within that one course. And she yeah. had used a couple she's, different ones. She's very... She's well known for her panel work. Um, She is from, well, her company is called Ribbon Candy Quilt Company. And yeah, she did really cute panels with like uh, kind of a nature themed fabric. So there were little bears with pots of honey. And so really cute uh, little images that made great panel uh, projects. And some of the things you would think wouldn't work with panels did. So there was a lot of surprising things in there, too. There was. And I think just the unique things that she would just come up with. So, I mean, I think the the craziest one was she had done an apron. And I was like, I would have never thought to use a panel to do an apron. And it was makes perfect real- sense. Though, yeah, right? totally. No, so it totally worked. So what was nice about that course, though, is that even if you didn't have that exact same fabric, the idea is you got so much inspiration. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so I think, um, you know, they had ordered me some more of that uh, Kiss fabric. And what was great, too, is the coordinating fabrics that went with it because mm-hmm. just so many different designs now, and different things. Now, when you say coordinating fabrics, are mm-hmm. you talking about the sample from the fabric manufacturer or did you have like separate panel or separate 
fabric. Ginger kit. started with a header card. Okay. Nice. Can you explain what that is yeah. for people oh, yeah. that so, don't know? So that is the card that has the fabrics that go together in a collection. Small pieces generally. Okay. And it's also a something that fabric manufacturers will send us mm-hmm. right. to show us the they, collection. They also use it to sell fabrics to the um, store owners. And so, you know, they're, they're reps that go around and travel with these headers. But each piece is – they all vary in size depending upon the scale of the, the fabric. Mm-hmm. So, so it, you might get the full panel in the header, um, and then you might only have a few inches of some of the coordinating fabrics. Yeah. So I remember one of the headers that I saw once for a panel. It was my first introduction to the – um, instructions of how to work with the panel written out uh-huh. on the <laughs> on panel. The fabric. Mm-hmm. I thought, it was, oh my God, it can't get better than this. I know, right? <laughs> right? Well, and it was really funny because I think I had used the header. And so when you do that, you know how they put the screws in. So yes. it actually had the screw marks. Little rivets. But mm-hmm. I didn't care. I was like, oh, that makes it more rock and roll. I was like, I love it. So I kept <laughs> the rips so in. Funny. And yeah, so they had, uh, I think at the end of the day, they had sent me, um, they had ordered me some more from that because I had literally used up every single thing that they had given me in the header. And I ended up getting not only four pillows. I got that. They ordered me more of the panels. So I was able to actually use that as my quilt top. But then I did some piecing around it um, for the quilt top. And then I did uh, nine patches on the back with all the other coordinating fabric. So what the coordinating ones, these were all just different ones that were in that header. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I used every single inch of that fabric that she gave me. And it was great because I did a quilt. I did two. I took the actual KISS logos that they had and I did two panels out of those. One is sitting on my desk right now. Um, And then um, also did uh, the pillows. So I was able to get so much out of that. And uh, oh my goodness, it was so much fun. And it brought so much joy to so many people. And I think the fact that I got it out of the office also brought some joy to people as well. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, those header cards, man. It's like, note to manufacturers of fabric companies, please use staples. Yes. Yes. Skip the grommets. Move to staples. Yes. Although, so so our um, previous photographer, Melissa Mahoney, had a beer panel. Do you remember that beer fabric? Yes. Um, And she made a beer quilt. Nice. (laughs) Beer-themed quilt. And she... Didn't know what to do with the holes, and you suggested that she uses stabilizer, and that's what she did. And it worked. Yeah. You couldn't even see exactly. Them. Yeah. There are all sorts of ways that you can can do something to get around the fact that there are grommet holes. I did one for my stepfather uh, that was um, a wild animal, like Africa wild mm-hmm. animal theme, and I put pieces of bark. Over the top of the holes. Actual bark. Yes, real bark. Oh, Lori, I love you so much. (laughs) She's so artsy. It's It's amazing. amazing. Hey, Jinx. Yes, really. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because I think I always thought that panels, you know, just occasionally came through and you'd see them in the store. Um, And then I went to market last year and every single fabric manufacturer had panels and a few of them were telling me us about how incredibly popular they are um i remember i think it was it was either hoffman or northcott lori i don't know if you remember and they were telling us about how often they have to print them um and we just keep seeing more and more come through the doors here 
Well, there are so many cool things you can do with panels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have to talk about the Christmas crackers quilt uh, by Rachel. That Hayes. was my favorite. So that it was thing in, is amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so if to all of our listeners, if you don't know what this is, there will be a link in our show notes page um, uh, on the quilting company uh, website. Yes. Um, it's so basically quiltingcompany.com slash podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And <laughs> this particular quilt was in Quilt Maker's December issue of 2018. So just a few months ago. And um, basically, they took one of those panels that was from Moda for the dolls. I forgot to look up what the name so of the, the fabric make, panel is called. It's to make a stuffed toy. toy. Right. Printed on the pa- the fa- the panel with the instructions. With the, right. instructions. With the instructions, right? So she, <laughs> but the twist here is she took six panels and layered them, and then cut triangles so that she could make kaleidoscopes. Yeah, it's the coolest it's darn thing. Cool. It's so cool that we wrote a blog post just about how that went down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So you can see the full panel with all the instructions on it and exactly what it looks like before it becomes this amazing piece of art that you would never know. Never know. Never, never ever know. Although you might panel. wonder why they're a little eyeball staring at you <laughs> in weird triangle shapes. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and one it tip happens. I learned actually very recently is uh, using a clamshell mirror when you're trying mm-hmm. to find those kaleidoscopes. I had no idea. I would have never thought to do that. And oh, I yeah. thought that that was pretty brilliant. Pretty cool feature. Yep. There's a um, a video that Colleen Tauke did of using a mirror to create um, pieces like that. So I'll include that in the show notes as well. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we've got a couple of, of um, other things that interesting things that people did with panels. So one was in Easy Quilts. And we'll, again, have a link in the show notes page. Um, but it was a, a panel with a sheep on it. And a chenille panel, right? They no, well, they it turned it into chenille. Oh, it was right. just yes. a panel of a sheep, and they chenilled it that's so that right. it made that fuzzy sheepy feel. Oh, that's it was right. very cute. And do you know how many panels she had to use? I think it was four. I think she used four. And again, such a cool quilt. Lori, I actually think it was six. Okay, I right. can check. But honestly, you only really need the top panel. You could put something else underneath it. I'm, that's true. You know, you could just have a color or a few different colors of fabric to make different colored sheep. Yes. I wonder how that would work. Oh, man. That's something I may need to try. So many (laughs) possibilities. And another panel that actually is upcoming is coming in the August-September 2019 issue of Quick Quilts. Anissa Arnold is the editor, and um, she had a design come in using... An undersea 3D is the name of the fabric by Northcott. Wow. It has 3D glasses. No, it does yes, not. Yes, it does. I can't And you it. look at the fabric <laughs> and it looks three-dimensional. It's really, really? cute. That's yeah. crazy. And the quilt design is easy, but it has it does have a little bit of piecing, so it's kind of fun if you're, you know, a quilter and want right. to actually do the piecing, right? right? So is the design by the fabric company or was no. it? I'm sorry, Miss. I'm gonna. Who's... I'm gonna tell you in just a second. Okay. Hold on. I'm looking it up, and I want to mark this point in history really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that I had it right with four panels. Oh, <gasps> and really? I had it and wrong. you had it wrong with six. Wow! <laughs> I beat Lori. You did. You did. One See? for me. Ten thousand for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the 3D panel 
the quilt is going to be called Aquatic Critters. It'll be again in the September issue of Quick Quilts. And who makes and the this design? Happen? It's it's Northcott. Northcott. Okay. Um, the designer is Abby Dollinger. Oh, we love Abby. Yeah, she's 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 it, awesome. Here's the thing: when we talk about Abby, and when we talk about Bonnie Hunter, who Ginger worked with, and we've worked with before. All these people that have come through here that are, um, I don't know, amazing at their craft. Yes. I have to note that they're also very kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that ha- takes you a long way in life. And I just feel like I always say this, that they're so nice and kind. And when Don Cavanaugh came through and she did the APS course, ABQS mm-hmm. course, um, she... I'm not kidding. This is the first time we had ever met. It was like we were together for a week taping this workshop. And at the end of it, she made me a thank you card, like made it. (laughs) She took the (laughs) time out of her busy Uh schedule to like create this like collage handwritten. And it was on the back of an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper Hand wrote, like, you are amazing. You will go far. Like just said the nicest things. And I'm like, I want to keep you. You need to stay here. But I think that says a lot about the people in this industry that go far. They have great attitudes, they're kind, and they're considerate for the most part. I mean, of course, there's always going to be exceptions, but. And it always makes us want to bring them back. Yep. You know, and I think they're thinking the long haul because they're smart. They're very smart and very savvy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it, too. But it's so genuine. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't don't come across that all the time, especially somebody on camera. You know, when you're working with people like that, sometimes they do put on that facade. Mm -hmm. But I can honestly say that I don't think I've come across one person that we've worked with that genuinely just doesn't love what they're doing and and is really good at it. Yeah. You know, you got to have the passion. Right. There's that, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because otherwise you'd do something else, right? Yeah, or you should. We <laughs> <laughs> So there's the whole thing about when you work with panels about matching them. So the repeat. Mm. There's the repeat. And that is one of the trickier parts, I think, of working with a panel. That is very tricky. And it's also tricky writing the pattern um, the, the patterns that we put in the magazine because they're not always consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's a little bit of stretch mm-hmm. or, you know, when the yardage comes off. And so we usually put an approximate note, of like approximate size of the panel. And I have gotten emails about, you know, from readers saying, my panel is this size and it this says this size. And there isn't anything we can really do about that. But there's something that our readers can do, and yes. that is add a little skinny border to mm-hmm. make it the right size. Mm-hmm. Or, or cut it down or a little. Or cut it mm-hmm. down just a little bit to make it the yep. right size. Mm-hmm. Just There's all sorts of ways to, to make it work. To make it work. And I think the moral of the story is measure your panel before you follow a pattern. 100%. Yes, right? yes absolutely. Especially if there's a pieced border around it. Yes. Because you might need to fudge it a little. Yep. Mm-hmm. Either direction. Yep. That's right. Well, I feel like for me, the big thing about panels that I, I think they do kind of get the stigma of, you know, oh, it's a panel, it's cheesy, it's this or that. And I think you have to find the right panel. Exactly. Like, I think as soon as you find that, it just clicks. And that's what happened to me. It's like I just, as soon as I saw that fabric, I was like, ooh, I want in. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why they make it. You know, there's a panel for everybody. I mean, certainly I've been told from some of the manufacturers that that the patriotic ones are always really popular. Um, And, you know, a lot of the ones that deal with pop culture. So, you know, bands and movies and, you know, especially the cartoon characters and things like that of the popular, you know, Disney and all of that is, of course, going to be super popular. Yeah. Well, and I think space on a panel is important, too. And I think that's where the trend has really been growing over the last year is you get something like the Dream Big panel. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's just, you know, if you're a quilter, that's so much like just real estate right there that you can explore and have fun with. And that's what people have been doing. And oh, my goodness, it's been such a joy to like go to market and just see every I mean, it's just getting more and more popular. Mm -hmm. And I think this is not going to go away. Mm -hmm. I don't think those Dream Big panels are going to go away. No, they're awesome. People are using those to teach quilting classes too. I Amazing. have two of them. Oh, yeah, one's jealous. not enough. I've seen I Lori grab them and take them home. I need one. Nope. <laughs> she, so Lori practices long arm quilting on panels because it makes sense. You don't have to piece anything. That's you throw right. it on there and you give it a go. Yeah, it's a really fast way to get something that I can start quilting on. Mm-hmm. And we refer to that as whole cloth quilting. So that's kind of a modern quilty, art quilty term. I mean, I'm sure traditional quilters know it too, but it's kind of, I guess it's more um, of an actual technique that modern quilters might right. employ. Right. Well, whole cloth quilting has been around for hundreds of years, actually. But it was just done by hand yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Not so you would have, arm, yep. yeah, you would have a big design. I, and and typically it was on a solid fabric uh, yep. so that the whole design mm-hmm. was the quilting. Yeah. Yeah. Usually like a muslin kind of cream colored, white colored. Yeah. And that was it. And I suppose that's why I think of it as a modern quilting um, approach because there is a lot of solid fabrics with the thread being the focus. Right. Mm -hmm. So the quilting is the focus clearly because it's a solid fabric. What are you going to look at? And then you might have like a square of red in the corner. So like one piece. piece. (laughs) Yes. So very, very modern-y. But, you know, panels can span traditional and modern and art quilting. Mm-hmm. It's just finding the one that fits you the best yep. and, and what you're looking for. That's right. Yeah. Well, Ginger, Your I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I'm looking forward to hopefully you guys will have me back again. And, oh, of course. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start digging through my archives of like, oh, what else can, can we talk about? Because since I started, I think I've probably done a quilt for everybody in my family. I've done, I'm running out of like, oh, God, what do I do now that I've given everybody a quilt already? And I'm like, quilt number two. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got to quilt one for yourself eventually. Eventually. I'll get there. Yeah. You know, our uh, bed quilt I noticed the other day is it's looking pretty shabby. So yeah. it might be time to replace. There you go. All right. Well, you have to run back to the video. I do. Studio. We're in, in mid uh, course right now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm heading back now. All right. Well, we will see you later. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, Ginger. Bye. Okay. So we are, we're going to scrutinize Seam Reapers a bit here, right? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> or Seam, seam uh, Rippers seam... as in the person? No, as in... Let's talk about the tool. The tool. <laughs> um, which also could be a person. Yeah, I know. That's why. <laughs> oh, that's good. So as a seamstress for years and years, I have to admit that I have had to use a seam ripper. No. Yeah. Not you, Lori. And just a few months ago, there was a video on YouTube 
that I watched, and we'll have the link for you in our show notes. And all of these years, I've been holding the seam ripper wrong, mm. like upside I down. I know yeah. the video you're talking about, yeah. and I had the exact same moment. <laughs> well, when you two told me about it and I watched it, I'm like, oh, what? Oh, right? No, I've been wasting so much time. Yeah. Well, and they make it look so easy. I, I still find some seams are not as easy as the one in the video. The but ones you backstitch 20 times. Right. <laughs> I had to tear some. Uh, actually, it took me three hours. Um, I started quilting a quilt oh, and no. Oh, no. totally hated. On a lot of Yes. Totally oh, no. hated what I was doing. So then I have... All of this quilting done, but it's also loaded in the frame, so I can't right. move it around. Oh, I've done that. Oh. Yeah. No, this is – so th- this technique that we're going to dis- – we'll explain it in just a second. This technique does not work on a Mm-mm. long-arm Mm-mm. machine quilted. No, this works quilted. on That's a seam. That's right. On, a, on just a regular seam. Because I have done that as well, and goodness gracious – if you can never do that, yes, I recommend that. Yes, I highly <laughs> recommend getting it right the first time yeah. on the long arm. It's it's no fun. It wasn't. Okay. So tell us tell us what this amazing rent new technique is or not new. So I don't know. yeah, I was going to say not well known. I guess I maybe just didn't follow the directions when I started in high school. I yeah, mean, right? who knows? But I've always held the seam ripper with the pokey part the down. The long part down, right? Upside and, down, right? And yes. the ball part yeah. up. And that's not the way they mm-hmm. do it. Pokey part. Yeah, so the crescent shape is facing your stitches. Right. With the pokey part going underneath right. the top the, stitch. The little ball, the little, I don't know what, it's like plastic yeah, on right. the edge, is supposed to protect the fabric from getting I know. It's like, so why is this here? <laughs> Can we just get rid of this? But no, there's no. a purpose. No. Okay, so how um, do you do it? And so the ball goes down. Mm-hmm. The little crescent part is actually the sharp part of your seam ripper. Mm-hmm. And the pokey part just drives along the line that you're trying to tear out. So instead of, okay, so this is how I've always done it, right? I've gone every three or four stitches, mm-hmm. cut, 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 so cut, cut. with scoop, the pointy with part. The point, with the little. Yes. And scoop. then, bobbin, okay. you pull it and it all comes off in one piece. Oh, gotcha. So you're going from the side, not from the center of the seam. No. Right. I've never gone from the center of the seam. But this way, you do maybe one or two of those every three or four stitches, mm-hmm. then you go between the two pieces of fabric. Correct. Mm-hmm. And just slide right along in the middle. Correct. Right. It's a beautiful so, thing. I mean, I, I can see how both of those methods are effective. Mm-hmm. Right? Because sometimes I do do it the way you're talking, where you just go every few stitches and you just sort of you know pull break one of the, the things and you pull the bobbin thread and you're done. And But the only problem then is that you've got this, all this little, little bits of right. thread. And you're going to have that no matter which method you choose. That's true. Which brings me to another thing. Mm-hmm. There are seam rippers that have like um, sort of like an eraser, a pencil eraser. That's my favorite. They're wonderful because mm-hmm. you can use that little, I'm going to call it the eraser part, to just swish away the <laughs> little The one we're talking thread. about is called the Dritz Seam Fix Seam Ripper. It's my favorite. I don't remember someone at my quilt shop had it, and it was right in a bucket right near the 
the register and I bought it on a whim and didn't quite realize the whole eraser part of it, but it totally works. Another bonus that I learned from a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, but she's a a designer and um, she likes those because apparently when she's on the phone, if she's feeling nervous about a phone call, she plays with it and she says that it's, it's a silent version of like the clicky pen. Oh, like a pen. <laughs> I find myself doing that to like annoying <laughs> links. <laughs> so if you're ever, if you're a local quilt shop owner and Tracy is ever in town, put a bucket of little <laughs> randomness at the counter. Right next to the counter works every checkout. time. <laughs> And she'll buy them. How, how yes. do you think I get half of my notions? Right. They're just at the register. So that seam ripper thing is like a rubber bulb mm-hmm. kind of Correct. thing mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. And you just kind of like, I don't know, swipe it along your fabric. Right. And it just takes them right It off. just takes right. them away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulls them out even. Well, you also have a different seam ripper that you love. Yes, I do. That it's- you turned me on to that I have one and... I'm terrified of it. I feel left out. <laughs> you it's can have like, one too. Just be careful. It's more like an X-Acto knife or, oh. a, or a, a scalpel. You don't want that, right? I don't want it. No. no. It, you have to be careful. <laughs> I've been given, I think, three of those by various people. And every single time I um, I give them to someone else. <laughs> because I'm just terrified I'm going to cut myself. Oh, yeah. Because I have a tendency to drop seam rippers. Oh, oh, that would not you. be pleasant. No, and I don't want to cut my feet. No. Mm. Yeah, I have a tendency to just like not knowingly harm myself on a regular <laughs> basis. Sharp <laughs> knives don't, they're not my friends. Even yes. Though I, you know. Some people love those though. What, why I do you like too. yours? What about it? Because it's really sharp and really quick, and like it goes deadly. really fast. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and deadly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty confident when I'm doing things like that. Well, and and see, then there's that thing too about if I mess it up, there's always a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. Lots of times when I mess things up and I have to fix them, they come out better than the original plan. Mm-hmm. So That's because you're Lori. So yeah. messing something <laughs> up isn't scary to me. Mm. So, yeah, I'll use a, cal- a scalpel kind of seam ripper and be careful. And if something happens, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I use it, too. I just throw caution to the wind and I'm like, well, I hope I make it through this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in a hurry. Do it. <laughs> Well, any other tools of seam ripping orientation that you all enjoy? I have one more. Okay. And that is if you're a machine embroiderer and you need to tear out machine embroidery. Oh, boy. Throw it away? No. Oh. Get a mustache trimmer, an electric mustache trimmer, a cheapie from Walmart. Yeah. And work on the back side so your stabilizer is protecting your fabric. And you'll be amazed how quickly you can remove a number of stitches in machine embroidery. Can we um, nominate you for sainthood? (laughs) Is that possible? (laughs) I don't know how that works. This uh, quilting saint She's a a quilting goddess. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You are the goddess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is eye-opening to say the least. So um, I'm very sad that this is, these are my last moments as a regular co-host on the podcast, but I'm very happy that I will be coming back yes, as a we guest. Yes, too. 
Um, on my way out, though, I just want to bring everyone's attention to a really cool social campaign that we're going to be doing in May. Um, it starts on Mother's Day, May 12th. Do I have that right? I should know. I'm a mother. You guys don't even know either. I don't, yeah, I don't know. even know. And my birthday is right near there. And that's all oh, I remember. I'm going to look. Hold on. Okay. Well, w- I think it's May 12th. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and May 12th. Okay. That's right. Okay, good. Um, we're calling it Raised by a Maker, which I think is pretty awesome. So it's hashtag Raised by a Maker. And it's going to be, um, we're going to have people taking over our Instagram account. And they're going to talk about their experiences being raised by a maker and or raising a maker. Nice. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really fun. So just check that out. It's going to be on the Fonz and Porter I should have my kids take it over. I know. That would be hilarious. They'll be like, like, I can't go to work anymore. They they can describe the the craft closet of, you know, it's Sunday night at 7 p.m. And mom. I have a craft project due at school tomorrow. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah, that sounds great. They I were lucky they that. had me. As right? Mom. No kidding. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I love you both. Love you, Carrie. Yeah, me too. Thank we're you. Miss for, you. Thank you for this. It was a great experience, and I will miss you too. All right. Well, out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say, Carrie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. It's been great. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Quilting Company podcast. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today by visiting our show notes page at quiltingcompany.com slash podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. This podcast is produced by F&W Media Studios. Our editorial director is Trisha Patterson. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle. Our audio engineer and editor is Kevin Mitchell. Our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.